0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Lots to get into today on The Blind Analysis. First, we will talk a little NFL news. We will also talk a little bit about the first round of the NFL draft. So we will talk about what the Seahawks did in the first round. Uh, We will also talk a little MLB news as well. And of course, we will continue talking some more Seattle Mariners baseball. So lots to get into today. First, we will get started with the latest NFL news. Um, about a couple hours after I finished recording my last podcast episode, um, the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets finally made it official. Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets in exchange for um, swapping a first and second round draft picks in this year's draft. And the Packers also got some more draft capital going to do next year as well. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, really good career with the Packers. Uh, he won four MVP awards. He also won a Super Bowl with the Packers as well. Um, But after 18 seasons, he's moving on to the New York Jets. And now, uh, number one, um, everybody talked about how the Jets were a quarterback away from being a very dangerous team. So now we are going to find out if that truly is the case. Uh, You look at what the Jets have done. Uh, They have built up a very good defense. Uh, They have a really good offensive line. Um, Good weapons around Aaron Rodgers. They also added a couple of weapons as well. Uh, They brought in Alan Lazard um, going over from the Packers to the Jets. And they also brought in McCole Hardman in free agency as well, going over from the chiefs to the jets. So um, they add those weapons with the weapons that they already have. Um, You know, I think this Jets team is going to be very good. Their defense uh, is very good. Their offense is going to be um, a lot better with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. So, They're going to be an interesting team to watch in the AFC East division, Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting from the Packers' end. uh, Now they're finally going to get to see um, what they have with Jordan Love. Uh, They picked up the fifth-year option on Jordan Love as well. Um, So, um, you know, now we're going to truly find out if Jordan Love was worth uh, getting traded up or or trading up to get him in the first round um, of the draft a few years ago. Um, So it's going to be interesting, and, um, you know, we'll see how that all works out. Other NFL news, Lamar Jackson finally gets his contract deal done with the Baltimore Ravens. A five-year contract worth $260 million, $185 million guaranteed on that contract for Lamar Jackson. I'm going to be 100% honest about uh, what I think about this contract for Lamar Jackson. I've said this before. Lamar Jackson, really good player, um, you know, does a lot of things well. Uh, He could really run the football well. He does have a good arm, um, but uh, he has not consistently won at the playoff level. He only has one career playoff win. um, And I think it's very interesting uh, to give a contract um, to make Lamar Jackson now the highest paid player in NFL history ahead of Jalen Hurts Um, with only one career playoff win um, seems a little crazy to me. Uh, I understand why the Baltimore Ravens did it. Lamar Jackson is their franchise quarterback. Um, You look at what um, he has done uh, with the Ravens offense, um, a lot more explosive with Lamar Jackson healthy um, and uh, running that offense Uh, You look at what the Ravens look like without Lamar Jackson. uh, They only averaged 13 points a game. Um, But all that guaranteed money is, in my opinion, way too much. uh, Way too much guaranteed money to pay a guy who has missed five games in back-to-back seasons. Um, But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, very good quarterback. um, But, you know, in order for me to, to really consider him... Uh, worth being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I need to see him win more consistently in the playoffs. Um, And, uh, you know, I also need to see him stay healthy. Um, So, you know, we'll see how this all works out. But Lamar Jackson, now the highest paid quarterback and the highest paid player in NFL history. So uh, with an average of $52 million per year on that contract, Lot of money. Uh we'll see how this works out for the Ravens. Um, but uh, you know, they did add some more weapons around him. They added Odell Beckham Jr. in free agency. They also added a receiver in the first round of the NFL draft, Zay Flowers. Um, so maybe Lamar Jackson will be better in the playoffs, but he has to stay healthy um and continue to do what he does well. Uh run the football. We know the Ravens can run the football well. Will we see Lamar Jackson throw the football a little bit more consistently? Um, You know, we'll see how that all works out. Uh, But uh, definitely a big contract handed out to Lamar Jackson. So that's my thoughts on that. Now I want to talk a little bit about the NFL drafts uh, before I get into the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the quarterbacks that were taken early. Uh, Bryce Young selected number one overall. To the Carolina Panthers, Um, I think that's a very good decision by the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young um, played college football in Alabama, Um, and uh, you know he's got a really good arm. Um, He could really run the football well as well. Um, Not your biggest quarterback, definitely Um, much smaller quarterback, Um, but uh, you know a lot of people are comparing his arm talent uh, to Drew Brees, who was a smaller quarterback. Um, and uh, they say he can run like Kyler Murray, who is also a much smaller quarterback. Um, so, you know, we'll see how this works out for the Panthers. But Bryce Young looks like he's going to be a good one. Uh, the Houston Texans, they took C.J. Stroud with the number two overall draft selection. Uh, another really good quarterback. Um They say he is very surgical in the pocket. Uh, He can really pick apart defenses. He can run very well as well. So, um, you know, C.J. Stroud uh, coming out of uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, So um, very good quarterback uh, going to the Houston Texans. And the Texans, they also traded up to get the number three overall draft selection as well. So they had back-to-back picks in the draft. And uh, they drafted Will Anderson, uh, one of the top defensive linemen um, in the NFL draft. Uh, So the Texans are making some big moves. um, And uh, we'll see how that works out for them. Really interesting. The Colts, they took a quarterback as well. They took Anthony Richardson uh, with the number four overall draft selection. Uh, Another quarterback who is very mobile. Um, He gets comparisons to Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton. Um, you know, the Colts uh, really need to uh, hit on, um, you know, this quarterback draft selection in Anthony Richardson. He really needs to be that guy for the Colts. Uh, this is the eighth consecutive year where the Colts will have a different starting quarterback. They also signed Gardner Minshew in free agency. Um, some people think that Anthony Richardson needs a little bit of time to develop. Um, so we'll see if he ends up starting day one for the Colts. Um, But, uh, you know, very good mobile quarterback. He does have a good arm um, as well, but um, did kind of, um, you know, not have the best completion percentage, uh, but the arm talent is definitely there. Um, So, um, you know, we'll see how this works out for the Colts. Uh, But Anthony Richardson looks like he's going to be another good one as well. Um, So three out of the first four draft selections uh, were quarterbacks, but those were the only three. Quarterbacks selected in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of good players were selected in the first round. I really like what the Seattle Seahawks did. Um, they took uh, the top corner available in the NFL draft in Devin Witherspoon, um, a guy who is very physical, a guy who is not afraid to come up and deliver some big hits, a very aggressive corner uh, with a lot of speed. Um you know they say he has great ball skills, he can definitely go up and take the ball away from a wide receiver. So, um, I like this draft pick for the Seahawks. They take um Devin Witherspoon with the number five overall draft selection, and they also took um with the 20th overall draft selection in the first round. They took a wide receiver named Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, coming from the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, CJ Stroud. Um, really raved about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, He is a guy uh, with a lot of speed, um, a receiver who spent most of his time uh, playing in the slot as a slot receiver, Um, a guy who dealt with a little bit of a hamstring injury last season, uh, but he had a really impressive performance in the Rose bowl, 347 receiving yards in that game for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, he has some interesting comparisons. Um, some of the uh, uh, um, draft analysts were comparing him to C.D. Lamb and uh, also um, Julian Edelman, um, both very good players. Um, so I think you know Jack- Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a very good addition to this Seahawks offense. Um, this now gives the Seahawks three very fast wide receivers: D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now. Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I think this offense is going to be very fun. Lots of very good weapons for Geno Smith. Um, And I think it's going to be very exciting. Can't wait to see what the Seahawks do in the remaining rounds of the NFL draft. I do think they definitely need some more uh, help on the defensive line. You look at the Seahawks defense overall last season. um, Seahawks had the 26th overall ranked defense um, I think with the addition of Devin Witherspoon, that's definitely going to help out their secondary. You put him on the opposite side of Tariq Willen, and that gives you two very good lockdown corners. Um, but, uh, the defense overall uh, ranked 26th overall, and they were ranked 29th in stopping the run. So I think the Seahawks really need to address the defensive line position, um, in the draft as well, um, And uh, find some guys that can get in there and stop the run. Uh, Maybe get after the quarterback as well. Um, But I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I thought the Eagles, um, they really had an impressive uh, first round of the NFL draft as well. They continue to add to their very good defense. They add a couple of players uh, from Georgia, including uh, Jalen Carter, who was ranked as one of the top defensive linemen in the draft. Um, and if he didn't have that you know issue uh with um you know the um um the uh, uh the wreck and the uh racing um you know if he didn't have that misdemeanor issue uh, he probably would have been drafted higher uh than uh, the number nine overall draft selection uh, a lot of people say that jalen carter was the most talented player in the draft um so, you know, the Eagles, um, you know, obviously adding to their defense, they added another player uh, from Georgia as well um, to their defense. So um, <clears throat> lots of teams uh, made some interesting uh, draft decisions in the first round. Um, and uh, I think, you know, as the draft continues, um, it's going to continue to get even more interesting. Um, And uh, still um, some really good quarterbacks available, guys like Will Levis and uh, Hendon Hooker. Um, So, um, yeah, we'll see how the rest of this draft um, shakes out. But um, definitely a really interesting first round, um, and it was a lot of fun to watch. So that's my thoughts on um, all of the uh, NFL news Uh, Now I want to talk a little MLB news as well. The Pittsburgh Pirates have come to terms uh, with one of their best players on a long-term contract extension. Brian Reynolds signed an eight-year contract extension worth $106.5 million to remain with the Pittsburgh Pirates. A lot of people thought that Brian Reynolds was going to be traded uh, this last offseason. That didn't happen, Um, so they thought that he would be traded by the trade deadline. But the Pittsburgh Pirates are off to an incredible start this season, really playing some good baseball. And they decided that Brian Reynolds is a the guy that they want to build around. Um, <clears throat> um, he could definitely be the face of that ball club, uh, possibly. Um, you know, Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, um, who is injured right now, but a very good player as well. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh Pirates... Um, off to a good start and they have now locked up one of their best players long term. So that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Now we'll talk Seattle Mariners baseball, a really interesting series between the Mariners and the Phillies Um, game one, a really good pitching matchup. Um, Mariners, uh, they do make a little bit of a minor switch in their starting rotation. Logan Gilbert uh, was supposed to pitch in game one, but he was dealing with a little bit of back spasms. Uh, so the Mariners pushed him back a day. So Marco Gonzalez got the start in Game One for the Mariners, going up against Bailey Falter. He got the start for the Phillies, um, and uh, right away the Mariners they get on the board first. Jared Kelnick continues to really swing the bat well. Um, after closing out the Mariners' homestand on a high note, hitting his sixth home run of the season, he continued where he left off, starting off the Mariners' road trip. He hits his seventh home run of the season to give the Mariners an early one to nothing lead. And then JP Crawford drives in a run against his former team with an infield base hit to extend the Mariners lead to two to nothing. Uh, but then uh, the Phillies, uh, they get on the board and Mundo Sosa hits a solo home run off of Marco Gonzalez. That makes a score two to one, but Marco Gonzalez pitches very well. He pitches five innings, only gives up one run. Um, and uh, the mariners they add on a couple more runs Teoscar hernandez hits a two-run home run his um his sixth home run of the season that gives the mariners a 4 to 1 lead over the phillies um and then uh, the phillies um they uh, they tack on another run um with a base hit uh or actually with a um with a uh, uh, grounded into a fielder's choice, uh, Alec Bohm grounds into a fielder's choice, uh, that puts another run on the board for the Phillies. That made the score four to two. Uh, then uh, the Mariners they get on the board uh, with another run. Jose Caballero hits a sacrifice fly. Uh, Jose Caballero has continued to put up some really good at bats for the Mariners. Uh, he picks up his first major league RBI, and uh, this extends the Mariners' lead. 5-2, to to and then in the ninth inning, Jake Cave tacks on another run for the Phillies with an RBI base hit. That makes the score 5-3, to three. but the Mariners, they hang on and win the game, a final score of 5-3. to three. Um, And uh, Paul Seawalt picks up the save, and Marco Gonzalez picks up another win, and the Mariners take game one, final score of 5-3. to three. Game two, another very interesting game. Logan Gilbert gets to start for the Mariners. Taiwan Walker, the former Mariner, he gets to start for the Phillies. Um, and in this game, uh, the Phillies, they get on the board. First, Nick Castellanos hits a two-run home runoff of Logan Gilbert to give the Phillies an early 2-0 lead. But then here come the Mariners. Uh, Bases loaded for J.P. Crawford. And Grandma gets out the rye bread and mustard and makes a grand salami sandwich grand salami time jp crawford hits a grand slam his second career grand slam um and it was great to see jp crawford do some damage against his former team Uh, this gave the mariners a 4-2 lead and then julio rodriguez followed that up with a solo home run back-to-back home runs Uh, for jp crawford that was his first home run of the season and for julio rodriguez uh that was um his, um, uh, I believe it was his uh, sixth home run of the season, or might have been his fifth. I, th- I think it was his fifth home run of the season. Uh, that gave the Mariners a 5-2 to two lead over the Phillies. Um, and then um, things got really interesting a little bit later on in that ball game. Uh, the Phillies, uh, they were able to tack on a couple more runs um, off of Logan Gilbert, Nick Castellanos uh, drives in his third run of the ball game. Kyle Schwarber also drove in a run as well that made the score five to four. Logan Gilbert battled in this game, uh, but um, he uh, left the game after five innings, uh, hanging on to a five to four lead. Uh, but then the Phillies uh, they finally get to the Mariners bullpen. Uh, Justin Topa, who has been very good. Uh, this season, um, so far for the Mariners, he ends up giving up a couple of runs. Um, gives up a couple of RBI base hits to JT Riamuto and Alec Bohm. That gave the Phillies a 6-5 lead over the Mariners. And the Phillies, they hung on and won that game. Final score of 6-5, to five, a heartbreaking loss for the Mariners. Uh, but, um, you know, it was a great game to watch. But unfortunately, the Mariners, they end up coming up a little bit short. In that game, and in game three, we saw an outstanding pitching matchup. Matt Strom on the mound for the Phillies. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners. And both starting pitchers pitched very well in this ball ballgame. Um, Matt Strom pitched five and a third scoreless innings. Uh, he left the game after only throwing 60 pitches, which was surprising. Uh, but the Phillies, uh, their bullpen came in, and they really dominated this game of the Phillies bullpen um, is very good. And uh, they really pitched very well against the Mariners in this series. George Kirby pitched very well in this game for the Mariners. He pitched eight innings, only gave up one run um, on a, an RBI single to Cody Clemens, the son of really good big league pitcher, Roger Clemens. Um, And the Phillies went on to win this game one to nothing. Unfortunately, uh, George Kirby did not get any run support in this game, but he pitched eight innings. He pitched uh, the complete game, but the Mariners could not score any runs in the top of the ninth. And the Phillies went on to win this game, final score of one to nothing. Um, Phillies end up taking two games out of three in this series against the Mariners, but if a couple more things would have gone the Mariners' way, uh, Mariners could have possibly ended up sweeping this series, but you know, unfortunately, um, you know that's just the way it goes. Sometimes the Mariners just couldn't get enough offense going in this series. Um, they were held scoreless the final 16 innings of this series against the Phillies, um, and unfortunately, um, they just really couldn't get their bats going against the Phillies bullpen um, and against their starters as well, but. Um, you know, um, you look at this Mariners team, um, you know, a couple guys in a little bit of a slump right now. Julio Rodriguez is one of them. Um, you know, he is chasing a little bit more. His chase rate is a little bit higher, uh, chasing pitches out of the strike zone. Um, but, uh, definitely something that Julio Rodriguez, uh, will get, uh, worked out. He will get back on track, uh, too good of a player not to, um, but uh, you know, a couple of Mariners uh, kind of slumping a little bit right now. Um, but uh, you know, offensively, Mariners just have to do a better job of adding on runs when they have the lead, um, and uh, they also just need to do a better job of uh, winning close ball games. Mariners right now are three and seven in one-run ball games, so definitely something that the Mariners need to do a little bit of a of a better job of. Um, You know, still have not won a game in extra innings as well. Mariners 0-4 in extra innings to start the season. Um, But, you know, this is a very good ball club, very resilient ball club. Um, You know, they will definitely get back on track. Um, But uh, they are definitely going to have to score some runs in their next series going up against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. um, You know, you look at uh, the Blue Jays' offense, they can definitely score a lot of runs, um, you know, with guys like Bo um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Matt Chapman. Um, all those guys can swing the bats well. Uh, the Blue Jays uh, play some pretty good defense. Uh, their pitching has really improved, um, and uh, they're off to a really good start this season. So it's going to be a really good challenge for the Mariners going into Toronto. Um, I did hear that uh, the the Blue Jays... Um, Moved the fences in um, at Roger Center, so um, you know the the Blue Jays ballpark has always been a very good hitters ballpark. Um, and since they moved the fences in even more, um, you know I do expect this to be an even more of a hitters ballpark. So um, Mariners have to get their bats together. Uh, they definitely are going to have to score a lot of runs uh, to keep up with the Toronto Blue Jays. And remember. The Mariners beat the Blue Jays in the playoffs last season Um, in what a lot of people thought was an upset. A lot of people thought the Blue Jays were going to win that wild card series. But the Mariners went into Toronto um, and they swept the Blue Jays in the first two games uh, to move on um, to the divisional round. So, you know, the Blue Jays are going to go into this series looking for revenge. So I think this is going to be a very, um, very big series. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch um, and uh, really looking forward to it. It's going to be um, really fun, really good pitching matchups. Luis Castillo in game one going against Alec Manoa. Uh, That's going to be a very good pitching matchup. And then uh, in game two, um, it's going to be uh, um, Chris Flexen going up against Kevin Gosman. Uh, That's going to be a good pitching matchup as well. Um, and then, uh, game three is going to be a really good pitching matchup as well. Um, Logan Gilbert going up against, or actually Marvel with uh going up against, uh, Chris Bassett. Um, so uh, that's going to be a very fun series. Um, really looking forward to it and hopefully the Mariners could find a way to win this series, get back on track, um, and, uh, get ready to head over to Oakland uh, to close out road trip so uh that's my thoughts on everything about uh, the mariners and um that's my thoughts on everything for today now i just want to leave you guys with a quick bible verse before i go um today i want to talk about the bible verse that really inspired me to start this podcast um a few years ago um you know i've always been somebody who has really enjoyed talking about sports, so. You know, I I always had planned uh, to start a podcast about sports. Um, But, you know, once I really started getting into God's word, um, you know, I really felt God inspiring me to use this platform to share my Christian faith with others. Um, And uh, but at first I was really kind of nervous about it. Um, You know, I I didn't really think I knew enough about the Bible. Um, And, uh, you know, I just I needed God to really speak to me and and to confirm that this was what he really wanted me to do um and I remember just praying to God and asking God you know you know show me lord you know give me some type of encouragement um you know show me something uh, to really encourage me to, to follow through and go through with this um and uh, as I was listening to the bible I came across a verse uh, in the book of Isaiah that said I will lead the blind down roads they do not know and I will be a light in the darkness for them and where they go they will not stumble um and uh, this just really encouraged me um you know to to trust God to trust in God's plan um and to really understand that you know if this was something that I wasn't able to do God would have never put this this idea um in my mind and in my heart. So. Um, I just wanted to share that with you guys today and just remind you guys, um, you know, to really trust God um, and uh, to really seek God's will uh, for your lives. Um, And, uh, you know, if God is calling you to do something crazy, um, you know, it might seem impossible to you. It might seem like something that you're not going to be able to ever do. Um, But if you trust in God, embrace the crazy um, and just, trust in God and believe in God's plan for your life believe that God will be with you and God will help you um you know you will find that um you know God's plan really is the best plan um so I just wanted to leave you guys with that today thank you guys for listening God bless you guys always remember that God is love and God is good all the time thank you guys for listening and uh, go Mariners and go Hawks